In case you forgot, this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Bonded Man, a book about optimizing hormones specifically for men naturally. And we're also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, which is Caitlin and I's path from fat to fit as young adults, infertile, and then too fertile. Very, very fertile. We're also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studios in Washington, Pennsylvania. And we're sponsored by the Old Road Farm. And if you don't know why we're sponsored by them, it's because we really care about their products. We care about their family. And if you want to know more about it, you need to check out the podcast with Carice Tressel earlier on in um, this first season here. Also, check out their website at theoldroadfarm.com and find out why their products are superior Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today it is Caitlin and I, and we're going to be doing kind of like a number two for the consistency podcast. Kind of. Uh, more based on health and nutrition. Um, I felt like it was important to get it out there about health and um, nutrition in general because there's so much to talk about that topic, and we're both very passionate about nutrition. And what you consume quite literally is what makes up you. I know that's like an old school saying, um, but it is very true. And so we felt like we got so many questions on nutrition that we kind of wanted to dive into this. And we're both very passionate about it, like I said. Um, so yeah, we'll get, we'll get stuck on the topic of nutrition, which it will actually be really fun. It's a very fruitful topic for me. It's very colorful <laughs> for me. I like to really talk about it. Um, it's something that just drives my passion and I feel like a lot of people should be focused on it and for their kids and for their family and their pets and like just earth in general. I know that sounds so hippie, but mother earth also needs the nutrition given back to her, right? Like we're on her planet, we're here, we're serving our purpose and um, it's important to pay attention to what we're serving her as well. If we want all the birds and the trees and the animals, like it's a full circle, the sun, the atmosphere, all these beautiful things we enjoy in this world, it all comes back down to nutrition and what we're doing and how we're treating the soil and us and our bodies because we're a part of her. And the choices you make where your food's coming from is really important and it matters a lot more than you probably think especially when you think about it from the hippie aspect from the earth and from what goes back into the earth and just the recycling and the whole thing it we really survive comes all the way on her like she mm -hmm. is what supplies our food our water our nutrients like let's be real like she is supplying everything for us to survive uh, you know, like it's it's really important when you think about it that way. And I know when you're starting nutrition, I definitely didn't think about it that way when I started nutrition. It's easy. It's easy to overlook it, especially when you start working out and stuff. But when you start feeling fatigued, then that's when you become highly aware that what you eat is really important because you can work out every day and see small changes. But if you're not eating correctly, then they're going to be small changes. They're going to start eating right. And those changes are going to come more rapidly and more efficiently. You're going to feel better. You're going to be able to work out more and you're going to look better more quickly. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And like, I, I always, I heard this saying one time that abs are made in the kitchen. I didn't have abs um, until I was probably 24 years old. Like, um, so I didn't, and I just like a little bit of background on myself. 
I was not into nutrition or cooking whatsoever ever in my life. My family used to make the joke all the time. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you see me post these recipes and all these things that seem really cool and they're a lot of fun. I find a lot of creativity in it and in nutrition I find a lot of creativity. Um, but my family used to make fun of me that I was never going to be able to cook because I used to like burn water. <laughs> um, and I never had the thirst to, my mom would always try to bring me in the kitchen to teach me how to cook. And I would be like, no, I don't want to know how to cook. I don't care. Um, and when Trenton and I first met, we joke around cause we couldn't even cook pancakes, like <laughs> simple, not, you know, quick, easy, the crappy brand of pancakes yeah, we true. used, um, we couldn't even do it. His only recipe he knew how to make was fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> and I, he made me that on like our first or second, I don't know, one of our first dates. And, um, but we didn't know how to cook at all. I actually panicked when I found out we were pregnant with our first daughter because I thought, and I was 22, I thought, I don't know how to cook a thing. Like I microwave absolutely everything. I didn't know anything about cooking. And I'm like, and I got to feed a baby. I remember crying to my mom. Cause I was like, what am I going to feed her? Like, what does she eat after she's off the bottle? Like, <laughs> do I like, what do I feed her? Like, and, and I remember like panicking and even with our first, like I still fed her so much of like things I didn't know. Cause I was just getting into my holistic nutrition course, um, which now is seven years ago. So we've been leading this life for a long time and ebbing and flowing through it. And finding the right directions. Um, but I literally cried and panicked because I couldn't cook. And so, and I'm, you know, tw 28 now, like I've only been doing this for a couple years. Um, and it's so much fun. And now she's such a good cook that she's in the middle of writing a book with all her recipes in it. So it, it turned around really quick to bounce off like the background there for anyone that does like follow us on the social medias and they think like, we're fit and whatever and have it all together. Before Caitlin got pregnant with our first daughter, I weighed almost 300 pounds and I'm not very tall, so it looked pretty rough on me, kind of looked like a walrus. Uh, Kate was also the unhealthiest that she'd ever been in her life. And although we were healthy as you know teenagers, as most people are, real life really got a hold of us. And you know, for me, for example, I was having trouble tying my own shoes. That's how out of shape I was. And so we've been, you know, at most stages of whatever part of your fitness journey you're in right now. We were there. We were there. So we know how hard it is to kick the food addictions, in particular sugar. Oh, yeah. I grew up in a family where we, and same, it close to, Trent and I feel like grew up a little healthier. And I have, like, talking to his mom. But my mom always wanted us to eat healthy. But it was, I survived on my dad to have these lunch snacks that he took to work with him because he was a blue-collar worker. So he took a lunch. And, um... They, he would have like honey buns, Reese cup. I, I literally survived on this food. I would only eat Pop-Tarts, honey buns, nutty butters. Like I literally can't explain a Tony's pizza as my mom used to coupon and get those for like a buck. Um, I survived on this food. And as a teenager, I had a lot of problems that like I didn't know were problems until I became healthy, like infertility and missed periods uh, very often, like only once a year and like cystic acne and auto other autoimmune things like as such a young kid. Um, and I'm sure it was directly linked to diet. But yeah, for sure. And if you guys want to know more about that, um, all of that, like Caitlin and I's background and story from like 
fit to fat to fit and infertile to you know a pile of kids that that's all in our first book awakening the tranquil warrior which i'll jump to our sponsors real quick before we really take off now that you've got a little bit of background on what the podcast will be about today we're gonna just talk about the sponsors real quick and then we're gonna dive in so uh, the energy fitness podcast is sponsored by the book sales of rewilding the modern man and awakening the tranquil warrior you can both you can find both those books at awakeningthetranquilwarrior.com or on Amazon, Barnes Noble, wherever you buy your books. Um, we are also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania. And if you haven't checked us out there yet, you definitely need to. We just did an ice plunge yesterday outside the studio. We did a cardio hit class, followed by an ice plunge, and then followed by a little cacao ceremony. And it was awesome and epic and some badass fucking people were there to do that it was really sweet and uh we, we also have a, a holistic nutrition program right now that i'm doing it's like a boot camp and it's six yeah. weeks long so if you guys get really interested in that there's a lot to nutrition um than just like basics looking up on pinterest and google and i can really fill you in on that and really break that down for you and your family and um what that looks like for your specific body because it's going to be different than everybody else's that's a good point too and it, if you guys didn't listen to the podcast that's about Caitlin and where I interviewed Kate. Um, she is a holistic nutritionist and like she stated earlier, she has been for over seven years now. So she's got a really good handle on nutrition, so um, especially from like an ancestral standpoint, um, which she wrote a whole chapter in Awakening the Tranquil Warrior about ancestral nutrition, specifically pre-pregnancy, during yeah. pregnancy, and postpartum, because that's very important. And I wasn't always ancestral-based with my nutrition either. Like, for people listening, there's steps. I always say this to everyone in the studio. Don't be hard on yourself, and you don't necessarily have to go to your pantry right now and throw away um, all these ingredients seed and seed oils and food colorings <clears throat> in your food. Um, if you do want to do that, that's badass. And, like... I commend you 100%, but there's steps in all of this. I didn't just wake up and neither did Trenton and get to this point. This was seven years in the making. That's a long time. It's like a career. Well, it is our career, yeah. right? Like, so it's like a, your career. Where did you start in your career and where are you at now? That's the same thing with a health and fitness journey, right? Like you didn't just wake up and land your spot. I think that's a good place to start. So like, so for everybody who is listening, like Kate just said, like you don't just wake up one fucking morning and, and change your life. It took you... If you're obese, which like you know, 40, more than 40% of Americans are right now and more than 20% of children are, which is really sad. But Which Trenton was. Yeah, and I definitely was. And so I've been there and I know how tough it is. And it takes years to become obese. It becomes years to become overweight. It becomes years. It takes years to become morbidly obese. Like you don't just wake up one morning and become obese. You... You essentially do that work over several years, maybe even decades. And so when you start your fitness journey, don't get discouraged because it takes you a while to lose that weight. There's a lot that goes into that. And I think that's a good place to start. That's you want to just start with like the calories in versus calorie out thing. Like Yeah, and understand, I get this all the time. Well, I changed my diet like two months ago or last six months. And I always go, well, how long did it take you to get to that spot? And then they'll say, oh, I've eat shitty my whole life. That's your, that's your whole life and you're comparing this to six months of changing your diet. That's awesome. But also reference, it took you 10 years to gain the weight, maybe like 
you were 18 in high school and then post high school, all of us gained that, like what do they call it, freshman 15 or freshman 20 when you're in college. And then you just gain weight after that because of kids and life and busyness. Well, now you're 30 and you've gained 45, 60 pounds since high school. It took you 10 years to gain that. I promise it'll take you, if you're dedicated, one year, if that, to lose all of it. So be very mindful of how incredible the body is when you yeah. give it the opportunity to heal. And just and, be consistent. Don't give up on yourself yeah. because two weeks in, you're sore. Your body's like having these withdrawals from sugar and whatever crappy foods you were eating. Don't give up on yourself yet because it's going to take a minute. You it's will going. see results. You have to see results. It's like, like I said, it's just like comparing. I think it's the easiest to compare it to um, careers. Yeah. Like you're not going to give up on your career because you just started in whatever career you really are in, say banking. You just started and you started as a teller. Well, like you're not going to give up. Like you're going to have days like where you want to give up because you're not making the money you are and not seeing the progress you are. But as long as you keep consistency is key in absolutely everything in your life. Mm -hmm that you will see the progress and you'll level up and you'll level up and then you'll level up to a branch manager and one day you're waking up five years later and you're exactly where you want to be because you kept consistent. Same thing with health and nutrition. It's just about the consistency and the thirst for knowledge. It is. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk today on this podcast about the calories in versus calories out thing because for anyone who's on social media, lately there's been a lot of people saying that calories don't matter. And that's complete garbage. And it's been studied for a long time now. Calories do matter. Now, what those people are trying to say is that nutrients are more important than calories. And that's true in one aspect. But if you are trying to lose some fat, you're going to have to be in some sort of a calorie deficit, at least sometimes. And you can do that over the week. You can do it over the month. You can do it every day. Depends on how you want to do it. But if you're not in a calorie deficit, then you, you actually can't lose the weight. And when we talk about losing weight, we're also talking about losing fat because you don't want to lose muscle. A lot of times people go on a huge calorie deficit. Bad fat. You want to lose. There's a big difference between good fats and bad fats, right? For eating. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you're, but when we're trying to lose weight, it's body. Yeah. Like, I just want to make that clear. So like if people are reading like a nutrition label and they're like, that's the only reason I want to make that clear is because sometimes like when I first started, I'd read, I didn't consume butter for years because I heard it was fat. And so I directly linked the fat and butter to my body fat. And I thought they were the exact same fat. So I was like, oh, I don't want to consume butter because that's going to link to my love handles. It's, it's different. It is. It's very different. And that's another thing. I think we're, we're slowly coming out of that. But for years, fat was like demonized. And the truth is, is that the human body needs a lot of fat. Um, our brains are made out of a lot of fats. There's, there's a lot of fat in our brains, especially for growing children. Fat is extremely important. Um, as far as like macronutrients go, I, I think that fat could be actually considered one of the most important macronutrients because every cell in our body has a lipid layer around it. That membrane um, is made essentially of lipids, which is fat. And so where you're getting that fat from is really important. And we can talk about that in a minute. But with the calories, I just want to, I just want to throw it out there really quick that if you're not track, if you're trying to lose some weight and you're not tracking what you eat, um, it's a really good idea to do that. Caitlin and I used to use my fitness pal, which I think is an under armor. I think app. it is under armor. Yeah. yeah. And it's free. 
and you just download it on your phone and then you you add in the foods and it's been around for so long we, used it, we used it for like two years straight like yeah. i still remember now what in my head how many in, calories yeah. are in a banana how many calories are in all these things because we yeah. were so strict at the beginning on our calories now yeah. we're a lot more loose with yeah. it but we also exercise and you know seven years later but and now that we know because that's what like kate was saying you'll learn you'll learn that a, a pound of meat is anywhere between 80 and 100 grams of protein and you'll learn that protein has you know four calories per gram for protein and for carbs and then your fats are about nine calories per gram and so it's you'll you'll learn all those things and you'll You'll look, like Kate said, you look at a banana and go, oh, I know That's that there's like... cows. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. like 90 cows right there. And you're looking at like 25 to 30 grams of It just programs macronutrients <laughs> in your head. It's like you look at this banana and what we picture is like a pie chart. And then you're like, okay, it's this, 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 and this. I think I could use that. It's, yeah. it's almost like an instant scanner. We scan down this food. And maybe it's a gift. I don't know. But like <laughs> we've made a career out of it. So yeah. we're good at it. And you don't need to stress about it, but just being mindful of what you're putting yeah, in your body is a huge mindful. thing. Even if you just eat the same way you, you have been and you start noting it, and you because you'll put in your weight and your goal weight and stuff like that, and it'll generate a like, okay, so you need uh, 1,600 calories a day or whatever, and it'll tell you that, and it's pretty accurate. <clears throat> and so you'll look at that, and then you'll start putting in all the shit you eat day to day, and you'll be like, holy oh, fuck, shit. my breakfast fracket frappuccino and my bagel calories. yeah i'm already at a thousand calories for the day just after my shitty breakfast that didn't even feel my body and so that will help you change that is important we'll get on that topic we'll go back to that because yeah. we're on calories in and calories out but there's so many things we're passionate about so there's yeah. so many things trenton says that triggers me and i'm like <laughs> yeah let's talk about that um, it's important though and that's where calories out where like our gym comes in obviously mm -hmm. and but just like if you're walking your ten thousand steps a day most people now you know, they have iWatches or Fitbits or whatever that track those things. And even if you don't, just staying active throughout the day. We talk a lot about exercise, snacks, making sure you get what we believe and what almost all the studies show is that if you can get 45 minutes to an hour of like dedicated exercise That's time it. every day <laughs> and you're staying active throughout the day, you're getting your 10,000 steps. Like that's minimal, guys, by the way. 10,000 steps is like minimal. minimal. But if you're doing that and you're getting your hour of exercise in a day, you're outside, you're doing all the extra biohacking stuff, you know, like being ancestrally consistent with putting your feet in the grass, being in the and sunshine. Sun. Yeah, you're, the sun is your friend. The sun is your friend. It really is your friend, guys. And now that it's springtime. Think about a flower, right? Yeah. Like a flower does not grow without sunshine and water. Like why would you think it was evil to be in the sun? Um, now the food we eat makes it not that our largest organ can't protect us in the right way. So that's when skin cancer comes in, is it's more about what you're consuming, again, becomes your body. Mm -hmm. And your body is this beautiful thing that is here to work cohesively with the earth. It is yeah. not here to find enemies. The only reason it is, is because of what you're feeding it, okay? Like it is here to work cohesively and abundantly, just like everything else in nature does. And seed oils is a big thing for that. People who eat a lot of seed oils, like when we're talking about seed oils, we're talking about canola oil, Throw we're talking about vegetable oil. oils, yeah. we're talking Sat about- Safflower, sunflower, even avocado. Um, yeah. Because a lot of avocado oil has been tested and it's not actually avocado oil, it's canola oil. Mm -hmm. um, you wanna do, if you're not using animal fats, like lard or butter or tallow or duck fat, chicken fat, something like that, 
you should be using a fruit oil like, like coconut or olive oil olive oil but to a temp right yeah, like um, i wrote that in awakening tranquil warrior because there was something i didn't know for years i cook in the oven a lot especially when i'm cooking because it helps speed up and it frees my hands to create a sauce or something like that so i'll throw something in the oven so like olive oil is good up to like 350 degrees um so if you're cooking in the oven and you're drenching your chicken in olive oil and you got something on 425 that olive oil is going to go rancid. So it's going to be equal to a canola oil. Yep. It's going to be hydrogenated. Um, and hydrogenated. Yeah. When it becomes rancid and hydrogenated, that's coconut. when trans fats. Yeah. And coconut oils have different 400 temperatures degrees too. for coconut oil. Mm -hmm. So uh, a refined um, coconut oil, organic coconut oil is up to 400 degrees. And it's because it's a more saturated fat. Mm -hmm. So it's more stabilized. So that is why our fats matter because, um, you can use these other fats like an avocado oil or an olive oil on a salad that is not being cooked because it's not up to that temperature to make the oil rancid, right? It's not being under this heat of stress. So when the oil is not stressed out, it's not going to create stress for your body and all the atoms inside your body. Yeah. Um, it is fine. That's right? where a lot of our oxidative stress comes from is from yeah. oxidated or hydrogenated stress. Yeah. It, you're eating something that's stressed out. Obviously, it's going to stress your body out. So, um, if you are, that's why animal fats come in here because animal fats are more saturated. And they They're hold more up dense. To heat way they hold up to heat better. Uh, that is where that comes from. So, you could cook right. at higher heats for longer temperatures with like pork lard, chicken fat. Um, you know, like all these tallow. fat tallow, uh, things like that because they're dense. They have more heat resistance to them and they're more stabilized and grounded in a way that they're not going to go crazy and start pinging off each other and get all stressed out because that's what they're meant to do. They act better under high stress. Yeah. So when a, when a fat's hydrogenated, it, it literally takes molecule it separates oxygen molecules from the fat itself because those chains of fat are not as strong which is why they're a liquid form all the most of the time and once you remove that oxygen molecule it becomes a free radical which is where oxidative stress comes from that free oxygen molecule oxygen is very reactive it's it's one of the most reactive molecules uh, that we know of in our universe and it bounces dramatically everywhere and when it does that that's what they call oxidative stress it gets stress. crazy it, it gets, gets crazy out. it literally rips through dna yeah. and rips through uh, other molecules in our body and causes inflammation and it, it really it's it's a bad thing and there's a great book called deep nutrition by Catherine and luke shanahan uh -huh. and they go really deep on that topic so if you want to know more about the seed oils and why they're bad and why your more saturated Deep fats are better. It's a good one. It's a great book. Yeah. And it's on Audible too if you want to. If you're not all that, you know, fancy on reading, you can listen to the book. I think it might even be on Spotify too, someone told me. But it's a great book. It, it She talks a lot about PUFAs, which is polyunsaturated fatty acids. I was just going to touch on poly. Yeah. I was just, I was <clears> thinking you were wrapping oils. it up yet. Yeah. I was like, man, I want to, like if you ever... <laughs> Read the back because we didn't know that for years. Um, like polysaturated fats and polyunsaturated uh, poly fats, yeah. Fats, yeah. Um, and what that means and why that's on your nutrition label and, you know, for your kids when you're yeah. reading your kids' ingredients. Those are the ones that turn into trans fat easily yes, when they're heated up. Yes, trans fat is the bad fat, okay? Mm. That's the bad fat is our trans fats. Yeah. When you're reading a nutrition label and it says trans fats, that's your bad uh, bad for the body fat and that to touch on that too like 
the FDA is not as helpful as we would like it to be. And they're so, guiding. Um, but they're also guided by the people who give them money, which are large corporations that make a lot of money themselves and they lobby and, you know, the whole political bullshit. But the point I'm trying to make is that trans fat, the FDA only requires it to be on a nutrition label if there's more than half a gram per serving. If you ever look at a per serving of like canola oil, it's like one tablespoon. And nobody on this planet uses just one tablespoon of Please canola ditch oil. The canola oil. We've like read so many studies <clears throat> and seen so many things on that. Like that was created for something that w it was never supposed to be in food for people, but it's super cheap, guys. And I know super that. Super cheap. Um, and canola oil has like 0.4 grams of trans fat per serving and that's why it's not ditch your aerosol label. spray oils please ditch those even if they say a uh, coconut oil even if they say whatever they want to say on the bottle ditch it like um you know let that go but yeah calories in versus calories out okay so if you're tracking your calories and you're working out and you're trying to get to a goal um and you're restricting your calories i used to restrict mine down to 1200 and like 50 calories um, which isn't it depending on your goal and how much you weigh, right? Like it's going to be different for everyone and let that guide you try to balance that with your activity. If you're working out, say an hour in the morning and you burn 350 calories, that's awesome. Um, and then also be mindful as you eat healthier, your calories will burn differently, right? Like they're going to burn faster. They're going to burn better because it's fuel for your body. And then throughout the day, I used to do these things all the time, especially when I couldn't get to a gym, when I had small babies and Trenton was working out of town, um, which was my reality for a very long time. And his, we would just do these, I would do little exercises like air squats when I was cooking dinner or balance exercises. Trenton did that on the rig side all the time. He'd take a kettlebell with him and do little snacks of exercise. Um, I would do lunges across the yard with the kids or just find these things like squatting with a laundry basket or just like, I don't know, I would do, I create a squat challenge for myself before bed. I do a hundred air squats before I went to bed. I'd even, at that point, I wasn't in my fitness like I am today. So 25 at a time was a lot for me. So I'd break it up during the day. I do like 25 in the morning, tw like 25 in the afternoon, 25 around dinner, 25 before bed. And that got me a hundred air squats throughout the day. And this was a great challenge for me to encourage me to be moving all day. And then I'd purposefully go up and down our large staircase in our old house. And I would carry the laundry baskets up and down the house. So, you know, I would purposefully take the stairs a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's just like taking these opportunities to create. I mean, we didn't, didn't take elevators for the longest time. And we would take the stairs. Um and carry all the kids with us and we would just do this on purpose um but yeah calories in versus calories out take the extra eat the right food monitor your calories if you're not going to be in the cleanest i always tell people if you're on your journey don't eat anything from a bag because that's just the easiest to explain if you're not going to get into reading nutrition labels because once you do read nutrition labels and read the ingredients. I can scan a nutrition label now in seconds because I know exactly what to look for, the list. If it seems too long, fuck it, I throw it down. Um, <laughs> if it's more than like fucking like six ingredients, I'm like, fuck it, I don't need it. Um, and then also I look for keywords uh, in the nutrition label, specifically like dyes, fats, uh, preservatives that I know are bad. 
And so I immediately put it down, find another option. Um, but if at first you don't want to get into reading nutrition labels, I just suggest don't eat anything that, you know, comes in a box. Um, which is hard for people like that, like crackers and bread and things like that. But if you want to still eat your crackers or bread, I got great um, brands and companies that we use and mm -hmm. eat because we still eat those things. We just use different brands and companies that I know are well for our bodies. Um, and I've done it for years now, you know, being the weird lady in the market aisle <laughs> that reads all the ingredients on food and everybody stares at her. Um, but now I do it so quick, people don't even notice because I've done it for so long, right? Yeah. It takes practice. Yeah. And to add to that too, nutrition labels change on certain foods. Oh, so yeah. like we've noticed that as, companies get bought out yeah. or packaging changes yeah. and all of a sudden it's got a different seed oil than it did before. Yeah. So you kind of need to stay up on it. Like it's, it's one thing every couple months, like to just... Just re-look at the nutrition labels on the shit you're buying. Plus, you're going to be learning more as you go through your journey in something that you thought was healthy in the beginning. <laughs> we do that all the yeah. time. We're like, mm -hmm. sometimes we get stuck on buying the same thing. <clears throat> and then we'll be like, holy shit, did you realize what's in that? Mm -hmm. And then we read it. And I just read um, something the Food Babe shared um, about certain preservatives contributing to fat gain. And there were certain brands that she shared. And I was like, holy shit, we used to use those all the time for tacos, or we used to use that all the time for this. And I'm like, and we thought that was healthy for sandwiches, this yeah. this bread, and like. And likely it's healthier than where you started from, so don't get discouraged. Yes, <laughs> it is healthier, like we were there, and we still lost weight with it. It's just like now seeing the guidance, you're like, no wonder I wasn't getting to my goal. Yeah, and to, to wrap up the calories real quick, uh, as far as being a calorie deficit, a pound of fat is roughly 3,500 calories. And so if you break that down daily, that's about 500 calories less per day than what you would be normally consuming. But also, like Kate said, when you're adding exercise and you're moving daily, you're going to be burning more calories. And you don't want to put yourself at too much of a deficit. Like no, trying to tired. lose, yeah, trying to lose one pound per week is a is a really steep goal. And it's definitely achievable. Oh, I know people sure. who have lost hundreds of pounds, yeah. you know, in a couple months. It's achievable. But just realize that if you're going to try to cut 500 calories per day or more, then you really need to make sure that your nutrients are there because your body is going to be needing lots of healthy protein, lots of healthy fats. And, and learn that. We learned that the hard way. Yeah. I learned that after yeah, giving childbirth, sure. surviving on fiber one bars because I still had a sugar addiction. So uh -huh. like, I, and they're not bad, but like I would just literally survive on these fiber, these chocolate brownie bars. Yeah. And because I was still so addicted. And um, I had developed like an autoimmune thing on my legs um, and not understood why because I exercised and I did all this stuff and I was being so healthy and not realizing my ingredients on my food. Yeah, and you'll notice that type mm -hmm. of thing. You'll notice that. You want to move to uh, like food order? This is something we like. This is something that we we just learned about. Yeah, food we learned order, recently, like two not years ago. Yeah, and it really is a big deal. So, and if you think about. Even just a couple hundred years back, right? Like people have been eating dessert for a long time. You don't have to give up dessert, but they always prioritize their protein first, specifically meat. So you want to eat your protein first, and that's because your body really needs amino acids. That's like the number oh, one yeah. thing your body needs. It and wants that. That's what it wants. That's where true satiety comes from. We can talk about that later. But so your body needs the amino acids. It needs that protein to grow and build, especially if you're exercising or just, or pregnant. Yeah, especially when you're pregnant. So you you want to eat that protein first. Get it in your intestines so your body's working on the protein, breaking it down first. 
it's kind of taking up all that space, right? And then you eat your fat second. And so, then the acids can break down the protein, so you don't get acid reflux, so you yeah. don't get these things. Like the body doesn't want to be against you, right? It's just more acidic base because we have been eating animal-based proteins for a long time. So this is how our body has evolved. Yeah. Um, so when the meat hits the digestive first, or a good fat hits the digestive first, um, it's ready. It's already been ready. The acid's ready to break down the meat, and that stops a lot of people that have problems with acid reflux. It's true, and it gives your body what it really needs mm -hmm. first, and then you eat your fat second, and then all the fats find their way into the other openings inside your intestines to be digested and used for nutrients, and then you eat your carbs last. And that could be, yeah, if I don't know if you have fruit, yeah, some fruit. Your roots, like yeah. maybe your sweet potato or your beets or. Yeah, and then yeah. you eat your, if you want dessert and you have some you know, ice cream that comes from a good source and that's the last thing you eat, that's at fun. least it's the last thing you eat. We and that, often have dark chocolate after yeah. our food. Like no, we have dark. Often. Oh yeah. Hey, you often. you don't have to not enjoy your no, life. Enjoy <laughs> your enjoy life. Food. Like that's why we create these recipes and broke it down. Like yeah. we still enjoy life very fruitfully yeah. in our food. And it's really important that you get all that. It's kind of like I don't know. People always hear like you don't drink on an empty stomach. It's kind of the same thing. You don't drink alcohol on an empty stomach, or you can, but you're gonna get drunk faster. Yeah, be you sick. might even throw up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's because. That's the only thing in your stomach to digest, and it's going to do it first. But if you if you eat a big meal before you drink, you normally can drink more without getting it takes sick. Takes longer to metabolize. Exactly, and that's mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is you're slowing the metabolization of sugars. Yeah. If you're eating your carbs and dessert it's last. Like having coffee first thing in the morning on an empty belly, you yeah. feel crazy when you do that. I know I do. And um, even just drinking a cup of water before you have coffee, do that. It'll totally change the anxiety level of that coffee because now it's slower that the caffeine's going. It's more yeah. watered down, right? Yeah, it's diluted, and yeah. that's what happens with your sugar. You don't, and if you eat that way, and you 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 know you can have your cake too, right? You have your dessert afterwards. Like obviously, you still want to be in calorie deficit, and you still want to get your nutrients <laughs> and food order and you know all that bullshit, but. If you want a little treat afterwards, now your stomach is working on the important shit and a lot of the sugar and stuff that you ate last is just going to pass through and it's not going to have the opportunity to be digested fully, which means you're not going to get that insulin spike. Yes. You're not going to get the glucose spike, but you still, in which the reason why an insulin spike is, is important and if you hear that a lot, it's the reason why it's important is because that leads to fat storage. Yes. When you get a lot of sugar, like if you wake up in the morning, first thing you have is a fucking crappuccino. All of that is going straight to fat storage because it's on an empty stomach. It's all sugar for, and it's also crappy sugar, not like a, an and apple or a mango. It's almost not gonna matter how you work out. Yeah. It's almost not gonna matter. People complain about the belly. Um, that usually is the last to be lost because of diet. Yeah. Because that, that insulin. Insulin, your pancreas makes insulin specifically to get sugar out of your blood. That's why it does it. And if you eat a ton of sugar, then on an empty stomach, that pancreas is kicking into overdrive. It's flooding your blood with insulin. And the purpose for the insulin is to grab the sugar and to immediately store it as fat. Because 15 million years ago when we were evolving, we barely ever got to eat something full of sugar. And it became really important to be able to store fat so that we could survive during times of famine. Unfortunately, today, uh, there's no such thing as famine, uh, at least in the United States for the most part. So when you eat sugar every single day, your body doesn't, we haven't evolved to not have and that to reaction. consume that amount of sugar, right? Yeah. Like when sugar is in absolutely everything, <clears throat> none of us 
consumed this amount of sugar until now. Yeah. But on the side note there, I was just talking to Trenton about this, how to look at calories, um, much like I look at energy. So like calories are currency. I looked at like this forever. I looked at it like, okay, I have this much dollars in the bank um, and I have to expend it this way, right? Like this is my currency. Calories are my currency. Energy is my currency. How am I gonna invest it? For anybody that thinks about that like monetarily like money, this will make so much sense to you because you'll be like, why would I ever invest in a stock that would not give me good returns, right? Like that same with friendships. I was just talking to someone about this. Why would I ever invest in a friendship that gave me nothing in return because I'm investing my currency, my money that I worked for and gave my energy up for, but I'm not receiving back. Like the, that's how the world works, right? So like it's the same thing with your calories. Look at it this way. If I eat this item, how is it gonna treat my body? Am I gonna see the return on this item as the same investment I made to eat it? So that is the same concept to keep a healthy boundary with food. Because I don't want people, because I've been there, developing this relationship with food of being scared of the food. It's not about being scared or fearful of the food. You don't want that energy on your food because that will likely make you keep the weight on. I know this sounds crazy, but your mental thought around food matters. It does. This matters 100%. If you think, oh, I sniff McDonald's and I gain 15 pounds, that is fucking true. If you tell yourself it's true, your body is going to do what you tell it to do. Yeah, there's another great book by Bruce Lipton about that specific thing. It's true. That yeah. happens. Yeah. And so like, that's a wild thing. So if you wanna look up that book, so look up currency, I mean, look up currency. <laughs> um, think of your calories as currency, okay? That's the best advice I can give to you. And look at it as an investment. If I eat this apple, what's it gonna give back to me? Oh, it'll give me a carb, you know, satisfy me a little bit. But if I eat this steak and sweet potato, what's that gonna give to me? And each situation and each day is gonna be different. You're gonna be looking for a different investment in your body for what you're expanding, expending. Um, if you're going to the zoo that, that day and you know you're gonna be walking a lot, you know you're gonna be hey, in the sun a lot, your kids up and carrying down. <laughs> your kids a lot in the zoo, um, or you're on vacation, you're gonna be looking for different investments, right? Like, yeah. So just be mindful of that. Um, look at your body as an investment, because it is, it's your best investment, and your food is gonna be your best investment. I'm so passionate about eating healthy and the correct foods and honestly, organic foods and grass-fed and finished and regenerative because this goes back to the whole ecosystem and how that animal feels and you're consuming that animal's meat. If that animal is stressed out when it died and unhealthy, you're consuming that meat. Think about that. Think about that for a second. What's that going to do for your body? What kind of return is that going to be for your body? It's perfectly fine to think about this selfishly because it should be thought about selfishly. Okay? It should be. Absolutely should be. Um, so yeah, think about it as currency. Work, think about the investment of that food. Do not fear that food. Do not put negative energy on that food. That food is still food, right? Like, so I want you to think, 
if I eat this piece of cake at the birthday party, um, what's the investment back to me? Like maybe the communal acceptance from the family and enjoying just a tiny bit of sugar. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's fine. Don't be yeah. afraid to eat the cake because you think, oh, I'll, be, I'll gain so much weight and I'll never be at my goal and I'm going to be so idiotic and fat like, <laughs> and start crying because you're eating the cake and you feel forced. And that guilt itself. The reason why that's a big deal is because the guilt and the shame that you give yourself for eating actually increases stress levels, which increases cortisol, which when cortisol is high in your blood, it actually puts more of what you eat into fat, and which some... is not what you want. If you're going to eat, if you're going to try to enjoy the cake and ice cream at a birthday party, you don't want it to go as fat. That's why you're feeling no. guilty about so it. So don't tell your body to store it as fat. Tell your body yeah. to say like, hey, we're going to consume a little bit of this for communal acceptance, to be a part of the family, and to also enjoy a little bit of this. And we're going to use this food as fuel. Yep. Tell your body that, right? Like, yeah. uh, Trenton always refers to this one guy, I forget his name, but he's super popular and wrote a bunch of books. Um, a happy Donut is way better than a sad salad yep. because of this association of emotion with food, okay? Yeah. Now, we're telling you to be healthy here. I don't want you to go out and eat a bunch of donuts and just think happy thoughts when you're eating your donuts. It's not going to get you to your goal. But I want you to know when you do enjoy these little luxuries here and there, a happy donut is better than a sad, crying salad when you're eating the salad and you're watching everybody eat pizza and you're starving to death. Yeah. Um, you know, like, go back to that. Your emotion yeah. is important when you're consuming your food. Yeah, and if you want to know more about, like, that, topic itself. The the book by Bruce Lipton is called The Biology of Belief. Um, he's written quite a few books, but what he found out in all his studies um, is that what the signals you give to yourselves, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, like in sound healing and stuff like that, when the signals that your cells get, whether it's love, hate, whatever intention is on that, and we're made of over 40 trillion cells, and if all those 40 trillion cells are getting the signal that you're going to get fat, because you're eating that ice cream at your child's birthday party, then all of those cells are in line with storing that as fat. And it's the same thing when you try to manifest something spiritually. And same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same topic. quantum physics topic. Like yeah. when we're trying to manifest money or manifest love or manifest abundance, like whatever positive thing we want to manifest in our life, it's the same thing with fucking food. Why we yeah. think that's any different, I don't yeah. know why, but we did too for a long time until somebody else broke it down. And we're yeah. like, it's the same law, it's just applied to a different topic. And that's where like being mindful of your food matters too. Like if you if you don't pray over your food, that's fine. We do, and mm -hmm. we do it for a lot of different reasons, but a part of just you don't have to fucking pray if you don't be want to. Yeah, for just being it. grateful and thankful. Like just looking at your food that you're about to eat, taking a deep breath and being like, Oh man, thank you. You know, thank you for this kiwi that got shipped across the planet yeah. for me to enjoy all the people involved in that like the tree that gave yeah, it the, the nutrients tree, from the earth that the, gave this the trucker the sailboat driver the air the you know the pilot whatever like the ability just, for me to have money yeah. to buy it yeah like you know like that is incredible yeah. and it's on my plate like um the animal that gave it to life for this food that yeah. feasted and the farmer that gave enough fucks to raise their animal right Mm -hmm. um, for me to feast on this food. Like, think about that when you're preparing your food and think yeah. about how many people it took for this one thing to get to you. Yeah, because it's not as simple as just throwing some shit down your gullet. Like, you're actually, 
you're consuming something. Like Kate said, it's going to be a part of you. If you're pregnant, it's going to be a part of your child. Your children are watching you eat and they're going to become what they eat as well. And if yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about too, and we can kind of branch off here for a minute, but like obesity is a real fucking problem guys. And that's a part of the reason why Caitlin and I are so passionate about this is because it's, it's a really big deal. And it's a big deal because <clears throat> obesity leads to health problems, right? Huge health problems. That's and, and why you, it's a big deal. Yeah, and you, and you can't take that away. And I know it's a hard thing to talk about nutrition and fitness right now because it's almost become a political it's taboo dogma. a little bit. Yeah, because so, so, so here's the stats. 42% of Americans are obese. That's almost half. Um, it's set to reach 50% here in a couple years, which is half. And then, of course, it's it's elevating. Like, people are not getting healthier folks we're getting sicker and more obese and being obese it really is a problem because it's it's not natural and i know if you are obese it sucks to hear because i was obese like i said i weighed 300 pounds and i'm only 5'8 so i looked like a fucking walrus i know how it feels to be told you're unhealthy and it to be told sucks. yeah you, like you obviously you're self-conscious about it you get, you might even get angry you know but oh it's very triggering right oh yeah, absolutely but it's fucking true and so 42 percent of americans are obese right now Obese is, you know, like 40 pounds overweight, which is actually a lot, um, you know, when a human being should weigh. It's a lot on your skeletal system as well. It, yeah, it's a lot on your, your heart. It's super inflammatory. That's the big thing about white adipose fat, which is where most obesity comes from, is it's it's super anti-inflammatory. Like yeah, it, it t your fat actually takes a lot of energy from you because as you get more fat, your body is biologically prepared to hold on to it for times of famine because, you know, we evolved in a place where we didn't have this type of access to food. And so your body wants to keep it desperately. And so it will actually take nutrients to support your fat storage, which is a whole other topic. And it's really crazy. But the reason why obesity is so bad is because it is directly contributed to the leading causes of death in our country. We which, want you to live longer. That's yeah. why we're talking on this topic. And we want you to show up for yourself and your life better. And, and your family. And, and enjoy family. it. Like Enjoy it. Like people yeah. are like, oh, I'm gonna die anyways. Yeah, of course. Like of course. Yeah, but, but would like, you how rather do die? You want to, like yeah. how do you wanna do you just wanna survive and be on yeah. your couch and like not move or have these days? The famous quote I love to hear. If you don't make time for your wellness, you're going to be forced to make time for your illness. And that's that is 100% true. true. Whether you have to take time off work because you're sick or you have to miss an event because you're sick or you can't go outside and walk at the zoo for five miles because you're sick. Or, or you live the last two decades of your life not being able to remember your own children's fucking name because you're so unhealthy. You gave yourself type 3 diabetes, which is known as Alzheimer's, and you can't even remember the people that you gave birth to. Or your memories. It's so sad. It's so sad. And that's why this is important, because the average American lives about 77 years right now, and it's it should be much higher than that. With the medical advances that we have in this country, people should be living into the hundreds easily and functionally. Most people are dying at about 77 right now in our country, but they're living the last 10 to 20 years of their life very uncomfortably they're living them in nursing homes not seeing their children not seeing their family blamed and yeah. emotional that's the part that we don't talk about here yeah. right like these the bipolar the emotional highs and lows like yeah. the hormonal imbalances that cause this they're also living through that which still steals yeah. their um their life yeah. because now they can't control their emotions yeah. or experience things 
in this super high frequency where love is so abundant. And also on the flip side of that, you experience things in these low frequencies a little bit deeper. But what a yeah. beautiful roller coaster ride when it's balanced correctly with energy correctly, cohesively working. Because you can't have light without dark. And that's yeah. why we touch on no topic obesity. I'm not looking for people here to be a size zero because not everyone is meant to be that. Because um, oh, that might not be healthy. That's for not you healthy for built. you. I could never be a size zero. A size zero. I'm actually the healthiest. You would look insane. Yeah, <laughs> I would look very unhealthy. <laughs> and that it, that's the same. And that's you know that could go back to like body image and shit. But I think a lot of the body image stuff today that like we see in you the wouldn't media even is, have a problem if you ate healthy. If you just ate healthy, for one, you'd be happier emotionally, like Kate yeah. was saying. Mentally, you'd be more stable. Hormonally, you'd be happier and more stable. And you'd be able to look at other people that were different body types. And appreciate are. their body. Type. Yeah, and appreciate your own fucking body. And that, you know, that that's further down the road for a lot of people um, to get to that, that point of acceptance. To, uh, you know, energy centers. This is when we get into the topic off of nutrition. Yeah. Um, but it, it all works together. It all works together. And to get back real quick on the obesity train is just that it it takes a lot to become obese for most people. But, Years. But now we are in a stage where a lot of children are becoming obese. Um, almost 20% of children in our country are obese right now. 55% of these obese children will remain that way in their teenage years. And 80% of obese teenagers become obese adults. 70% of them will remain that way until they die about 20 years prior than they should die. So think about that for just a second. If you're raising kids, I want you to really think about those stats just real quick. These people, 70% of them are dying 20 years before they are supposed to. So like I said, average age fit 77 right now. And don't think about that guiltfully. Don't think about, think about this but remorsefully. But think, think about, about it powerfully. This is power. Knowledge this is, power. is power. Flop this, Flip it, right? Flip the yeah. switch. Don't listen to this and be like... Oh shit, I've been such a bad mom. What and, the fuck am yeah. I feeding my kids? And don't fix it dramatically where you're hurting them psychologically. Yeah, oh either. yeah. There's steps. There's steps to this, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely different steps to it. And you don't want to you don't want to hurt anybody in the process. That goes back to the happy donut versus sad salad, right? So there's a lot of different things you can do here. You have the power really to to change your child's life, to change your life. Um, to give them another 20 years of their life. If you think about it like this, like, you know, uh, mo like I said, most people are the average age of like 77 right now. It should be much higher than that. But if you as a parent, if you live to 80 and your child is obese and they stay obese their whole life and they have to fight with those issues that, that you have to deal with when you become obese, they could die before you do. And think about that for a moment. If that's something that you want to do, if you want to bury your own child because they died of the same type of old age things that you know we associate with dying in our 80s from. You don't want that baggage on you. So take some time and fix that for you and your family. You know, if, um, We talked about this before, and I talked about this on another podcast with my friend Jonathan Alba on his podcast, but <clears throat> as a family, you kind of want to go into this together. So you want to, if you start a fitness journey, and, and you're the mom and you have control over what goes in the cabinets and the refrigerator. You have control over your whole family in this way. And same for the dad. You know, whoever has 
really the one who does the shopping, you have control. And so you can fix the nutrition and the diet rather quickly. And if you know your spouse or your kids are bitching about it, you know, they just kind of have to deal with it. And that's, you know, how it is. Um, same thing with the fitness journey. If you can kind of go down the fitness journey together, if you can walk the path kind of parallel as you go in this together, it'll make it a lot easier. If once you've started on your path, if your spouse or people in your family are making fun of you they or will. they're being really hard on you, it's a normal thing. Even if they're supportive. Even if they're supportive. And that's something you're going to have to deal with too. Especially in the beginning, when you've changed a bunch of things, maybe you're coming and doing ice plunges with you're us too. You're sticking out, right? Yeah, like that's what out. happens no matter what. If you change your style with your family, yeah. if you change your career drastically, like you're sticking out. And that's kind of what family does a lot of times is kind of pick on you. Um, Especially if like before you start seeing results, like because once you start dropping weight and it's obvious that you've lost like 40 pounds or something like that, people then they're going to go... What are you doing? What You're did you like, do Holy again? Shit. Have you not like been around the last two years, or maybe the last six months? Yeah, and for the people that are like you know being yeah, shitheads or calling you out or whatever, like those those people will either come around or you'll just realize that they're not your people. And well, you're, it's a mirror. Yeah, it's a it's a reflection, and you're gonna lose some friends in the process. Some people that or they want to continue going out and drinking and eating shitty food, and you decide you don't want to do that anymore, which is a good decision. You'll find a new group of people who are, you know, more like-minded. And, you know, a lot of people that you were friends with, they're going to fade away. And that's okay, because that's how life should go. You should be, you should make new friends in the process, and you might even lose a lot of friends as you go along. So it's just, it's just the way that it is. I kind of went off topic a little bit right there, but do you want to, you want to talk about vitamins, nutrients, minerals, like where you should be getting those foods from primarily? Um, so your vitamins, minerals, and nutrients are going to be the most dense in organic produce. Um, obviously, as long as you're eating clean, if it's not organic, that is a step forward and not grass-fed meats and regenerative meats. Um, you gotta start somewhere. We didn't eat organic or grass-fed for a long time. Um, but it is very important. And I will showcase why <laughs> um, real quick. So for a long time, I was taught that it wasn't important. And as long as you rinsed your vegetables and your fruits, it was it was what was sprayed on. It was the chemical. You won't be ingesting it, especially if you use this special spray that's sold to you or salt water to clean it. This is where it's important. It's important because these go what they're sprayed with goes into the ground, right? So what happens when it goes into the ground? For one, it kills nutrients in the soil that the plant needs. For two, the plant is absorbing it through the water that it is drinking to survive. So now this is inside the plant's DNA, which makes it inside of your food's DNA, right? This is way deeper than just rinsing off your food. So now you're consuming it. Well, if it can alter a plant's DNA and kill things in the soil, you come from the earth, right? Uh, what do you think it does to your DNA? Mm -hmm. And so it might not be as drastic, but it could be over time be very similar. 
Um, and, I and pesticides can actually stay in your system for over five oh, years. Oh yeah, it can totally be in fetal as well. Yeah. There's a lot of studies on fetal with it. Um, so it, organic is very important. It really is very important for nutrition density in the food. Mm -hmm. um, that is specifically why is the nutrition density. Um, going on that topic, uh, nutrition density is found, I think most importantly in your fruits and your meats um, is uh, like a huge area that you could do that. You could get it in the bones of the food. You could get it like certain vegetables. It's more of a bio available in. You'll read these things about superfoods and things like that. Um, it depends on the produce's bioavailability. So that just means how your body can absorb the nutrients from that food. So, no, like for, for example, everyone says that carrots are full of vitamin A because of the beta carotene, but the truth is, is that only about one eighth of those beta carotene, the nutrients in that can actually be converted to vitamin A in your body, which is really horrible conversion rate, which means it's not like very oranges. Everybody knows oranges for vitamin C, right? Like, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other fruits and things out there that have way higher vitamin C in them. Um, so yeah, it depends on the bioavailability and how your body's gonna absorb the nutrients from that food. Cause the food can be analyzed in a factory and yeah, it has that much, but how's your body gonna absorb it and break it down? And um, some people have different enzymes that can help break down food differently. Cause that's some people, why it's so important to have customized plans and to yes. not, you can do this on your own, but I really suggest having somebody that's educated in it guide you through it because it's very important to know. And, there, and there's a lot of things to consider that you normally don't consider in the beginning. And, like, or no. Yeah, for example, the, like we talked about vitamin A right there, your liver is the most abundant source of bioavailable vitamin A on the planet for human beings. That's different for a fucking rabbit, but we're human beings with a different digestive system. And we have the most accessibility ever in life to these nutrient dense foods. Mm -hmm. Like we live so abundantly that we can drive down the road and go to whatever healthy nutrition chain store you have near you and buy a fucking dragon fruit. My grandmother could never buy a dragon fruit. Maybe she didn't even know what it was because here we are in Pennsylvania and yet I can have something that's from, you know, an area that I wouldn't maybe never even travel to, but I can have it and my kids can have it. Think about that and that abundancy and really appreciate that. A kiwi, things that are found in the Amazon, I can now buy in my local grocery store, yeah. like as a superfood, that is a lot of power. Like we have the power to be the healthiest generation we have ever been, you know, like, um, because there's so much knowledge even on our phone. Like we have this power to do this. We have some of the best meat sources that, you know, multiple generations haven't even had because people are taking the step to create these beautiful, regenerative, healthy, farms full of these herbs and and we have the technology to break down the science behind it that we never had before so people can really create these superfoods of abundancy and we can get them fucking right here and even if you live in like what's known as a food desert like maybe in the hills of west shipped. virginia yeah you can you can seriously get it all shipped to you it, we, there's always access to the internet i nowadays. mean this is incredible right like really think about that like even if you can't have dairy or things like that, we have fucking like coconut yogurts. We have coconut ice cream. We have avocado ice cream. We have all these things right here 
Um, we have monk fruit to sweeten our foods now. We know about honey, we know about maple syrup, we know about coconut sugar, we know about their glycemic index scale. We know what goes up and what goes down because of science. Mm -hmm. um, and that is incredible. And you can literally Google that knowledge of, hey, I'm curious, what's the nutrition found in a dragon fruit? What's um, the highest grams of protein found in a fruit? Is that bioavailable? You have all this right in the palm of your hands and no so can your kids. No and excuses. now more than ever, I home make a lot of stuff for our children, but there's a lot of fantastic brands out there. If you want to spend a couple extra bucks and not home make it for the convenience, I totally get that. Um, that you can buy packaged for your kids in the freezer aisle or, you know, in the aisles of your grocery store. Um, you can find these brands that already took the step for you and already did the work and already sourced these superfoods and put them in the food for your children and are now marketing and selling them to you. And they come in packaging that is kids friendly. Like a lot of packaging before, even a couple years ago, like if it was organic or healthy, it came in like this brown, like yellow packaging and your kids were kind of like, what the fuck? Like that looks nothing like the fruit roll up my friend's having. Like, you know, like that's not cool. It doesn't come with stickers or tattoos. Well, now there's these fantastic brands that have this colorful packaging and have these stickers and tattoos, even cereal brands that have these incredible ingredients and are sourced very ethically and right and not, you know, slave used and all these things and are organic and, are, you know, your kids can have and look like all the other kids and they're not, you're not in fear, like, are they having the same childhood I did? Like, yeah. are they having these same beautiful ingredients? And you can know that your kids are eating these right things because other people took these steps years ago to create these companies. Um, and that is a beautiful thing that mothers and fathers have the capability to access. So on the flip side, think about the abundance and ease that we have comparatively to other generations and the knowledge we have this is an incredible thing. This is an incredible thing that we can do this. We could source food from the fucking rainforest. I can source goji berries and red date soup, that's Chinese medicine, for when I'm postpartum and pregnancy to create abundancy in my body. That's beautiful. And so understand the flip side of this, they, that this isn't that hard. They, people have made this and traveled this road before you and made this a lot easier for you. Mm -hmm. You're not starting at the beginning. Other people did that. Yeah. And there's thousands of fantastic books on this topic too, where you can dive really deep into this. There's, there's a, an abundance of knowledge just everywhere. Like Kate said, in the palm of your hands, you can literally search for anything you want to if there's a certain food fuck if you want water buffalo milk raw water buffalo milk you right can find some right in ohio you right can. in ohio the, anything you want you can find if you want ostrich eggs like if you want fucking crocodile whatever you, you want you can google it you can find it and it's super easy to find and get it right shipped now. to your house maybe you gotta pay 20 dollars in shipping but think about the nutrients and you're sourcing from a local person that's putting their blood, sweat, and tears or heart yeah. into this. It's true. Let You want to wrap it up and talk about hydration real quick? Cool. Just finish yes. with hydration. Hydration really, minerals. really matters. So your hydration, your water really matters what you're putting into it. Do not drink distilled water. Do not just drink dead water. You want to add things to your water. This is important. And Trenton will describe this really perfectly because... It pulls the nutrients from your body because water needs to have minerals in it 
to be absorbed into the body. It's just how it works. That's how it would work in mother nature. It would pull the minerals from the dirt, from the rocks, from all of that so that your body could absorb it. Then when your body is drinking dead distilled or um, not spring water, it's pulling it from the body, which leaves the body deficient in those minerals so that it can be absorbed. Yeah, so when like you read all this, I need to drink a gallon of water every day. Sure, yeah, water is really important. But if you're drinking a gallon of distilled dead fucking water, then all of that water that you're drinking, yourself. yeah, you're literally dehydrating yourself. And so it's not helping you. It's really not. In fact, it's hurting you. Now you can drink a gallon of water a day if you want to, but I highly suggest adding some Celtic sea salt or Himalayan salt or some, some type of sea salt to your water, something with a lot of minerals in it so that you can really hydrate yourself full of electrolytes. You can even do the, the whole thing that was popular a few years ago where people would do the diffusers where they'd put like some fruit and stuff like that in their water. You can do that too, just add something to it. Some lemon, maybe, like I said, some salt. You can add, uh, we use a lot of these Trace Mineral. Trace Mineral is the name of the brand and they sell like these drops. They have some iodine, they have some zinc and you know, your magnesium. They have a manganese, hell, they have all sorts of shit. Copper, gold, um, you know, some, uh, some, just a bunch of different minerals that you can put in your drink. And then there's these packets that we use a lot. Also has some vitamin C and stuff like that in them too. And they can, they add a little flavor to your water and they also add the nutrients and the minerals to your water so that your water is alive and full of everything it needs to be stabilized so that when you drink it, your body can do what it needs to do from that. And that's take the minerals from the water <laughs> instead of give the water all of its minerals. So that's really important. Uh, as far as minerals go, you really want to make sure you have a lot of magnesium too. Um, every function in the body takes magnesium. Every muscle action takes magnesium. And so if you don't have enough magnesium, you're going to really suffer. Same thing with vitamin D. You know, you need to spend a lot of time out in the sunshine so that you can get the proper amounts of vitamin D, but you need a lot of magnesium as well because vitamin D can't be synthesized without magnesium. So make sure you're really getting magnesium. I highly recommend and Caitlin and I do it every single day. We add magnesium to our water. We never drink plain fucking water. And that's because we always want to be hydrated. We want to have everything in our body we need so that we can move forward with our exercises and with all the nutrition that we want. We do the same thing with our kids' water too. We add some drops into all of their waters as well because the kids really need to be hydrated. They really need their minerals. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on here, Kate? Um, magnesium is really important because it's a multifunctional um, mineral in the body. So magnesium, once it's consumed into the body, will kind of like be like this chameleon in a body. So it'll, it can take multifunction. So it's used what the body is lacking and it'll kind of like replace that vitamin or mineral or take the action is what I should say of that vitamin or mineral, right? And it also helps. It works in coherence with a lot of them too. Like, like calcium and things like that. They only work with another mineral. And so you need a, you need a whole array of minerals so they can all work together and do what they need to do as a unit. And so yeah, actually, yeah. So that goes into a whole another thing. Like certain vitamins work with other vitamins. If you're eating a whole food diet, you don't have to worry about that. Supplements are supplements. Yeah. They are additional to a whole food diet. They are not there to replace your diet. They will not make you healthier to like replace your diet because you're probably most likely going to piss them all out. 
Mm -hmm. um, so it's additional to a diet. It is not a meal replacement. It is nothing like that. Um, so when you're consuming supplements, add it additional to whole foods diet as well as finding a good source supplement is extremely important. It's extremely important. Um, of how your body is going to absorb it. Again, your body is what you give it to build. Your body cannot build this superstar machine that you want it to be if you're giving it fucking garbage all the time. That's the truth. You can't have a beautiful dress that you want to create if you're using shitty plastic to create it, right? Like it's not gonna be what you envision. And some people are missing their goal because they're missing that loop in nutrition. This is huge spiritually, energetically, electrically, um, your frequencies. I, I mean, fuck, I could, it's everything. I believe it's everything. Um, and I'm, so, I'm just so passionate about that because that's true. But yeah, there's so much more. Uh, you could get into vitamins and things like that. I just really wanted to make this podcast so that people realize nutrition has 100% to do with how the longevity of your body, how healthy your body is, your muscle mass, how your muscles are going to show up in your body, how well you're going to perform in your workouts, how many workouts a day you can do. People always ask Trenton and I how we do two or three workouts a day. Yeah, we're exhausted, but we also do a lot of great recovery, and we love to do that. Um, how your kids are going to grow, diseases manifest in your body. What is the disease? It's dis-ease, right? Like, like, break down the word. Um, dis-ease because your body cannot perform at its highest level because you are not providing it the nutrients and this beautiful abundancy with food. Um, you, that it, your body wants to be there for you. A hundred percent it wants to be there for you. It's never against you. So don't miss that connection with your body. Okay. It's a God gift. Um, this is your temple. Treat it like a fucking temple. Okay. You would not walk in a temple with dirty ass muddy shoes on and fucking like spray paint the walls, right? Like you wouldn't do that. You'd walk in a temple and honor you. You'd have your most pristine clothes on. You'd have your highest aura your highest vibes you would take your shoes off you would you would be the cleanest you've ever been to enter that temple to praise that is what it is your body is the temple it is the place your soul praises and connects um to everything treat it like that mm -hmm. treat it like that this is important guys um i really want to explain that because so many people ask me the question of how you can have children and all these children and look the way you do and have the things you do, you know, body wise, right? Like I definitely, Trent and I both would not look like this if we weren't so intensely into our nutrition. Um, and that's why I don't want people to miss their goals. I want you to fucking hit your goals, but I want you to fucking take your nutrition seriously. And make the goals last too, yeah. because sometimes you can do some bullshit where you just eat Twinkies every fucking day and you still lose weight because you're only eating a couple and you're in a super calorie deficit. Well, yeah, you're in weight. a calorie deficit, but now think about your brain fog. Yep. Think about your patience. Think about your attitude. And it's not, it's not able to be held onto. You have the power over how you feel. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, you have the power over how you respond. Now, when you eat healthier, your hormones are going to be balanced so that you're not freaking out on fucking <clears throat> everyone. Not everybody's pissing you off. Now everything's ruining your day. Like all of a sudden things fucking change.
Um, hormonal imbalances because it's shitty food. Imbalances. Yeah, you can't hold on to the benefits if you're not giving your body. You exactly got really what it bad needs. periods. You got really bad period cramps. Has everything to do with hormonal imbalances and what you're eating. It's too true. It's too true. A lot of the things that modern people deal with every single day are because of a shit diet, and that's just how it is. Well, what do you think, Kate? We're over an hour here. I could wanna... go like three hours on this topic. So I'm like, um, I think this is a good introduction to food and to take your nutrition um, appropriate. We touched on, you know, the nutrients density in meat as well and how important that is um, for your body and all your organs and things like that. And also I read a study that just to touch on this real quick, with meat that was caged and lived a really bad life, and when you directly consumed it, that you got agitated afterwards because of the energetic exchange between the meat and your body, same with the plants, mm -hmm. because of the energetic exchange that yeah. was happening, you caught the energy that was still processed in that food. There was a whole study on that. Um, it makes perfect sense. It's probably the same way if they did that study with like, monocropped corn and soy which you should never eat soy anyway never like, eat soy you, you probably shouldn't or eat corn. corn but if you do you probably get the same type of reaction or corn starch like <laughs> corn syrup and corn syrup yeah, like all we, of them. yeah the, this goes to the nutritional label reading and again i have a six-week boot camp if you guys are interested um i could really break this down for you yeah, and get it because it could be really broke down because like you you can eat soy if it's fermented and if it's grown a certain way. Because now it's bioavailable. Because now it's bioavailable. That yeah. our ancestors, a lot of plant foods are not bioavailable and they actually cause some sort of issues inside because the Because they're human body. jagged. So the yeah. body like can't properly, it creates leaky gut is what yeah, happens. A lot of leaky gut. And a lot of plants, like you, you may have heard me say this before because I, I heard um, Paul Saladino and Bear Grylls talk about this. Plants can't fucking run away from you but they still have the same will to live they're just as celestial oh, as, they produce as we are these hormones when one the is toxins. chopped down they yeah. produce these toxins because they yeah. get the sense that um then this is how they survived right like just like us like this cornfield was ripped down and just pulled from its roots so the next cornfield next to it is sensing these signals releasing these defense releasing these defense toxins, toxins. so mm -hmm. now the next cornfield that's ripped down is producing these defense toxins because that's its best fight to protect itself. Yeah. They still protect themselves. That's how they their seeds have survived. Yeah, and it, most plants don't want you to eat their seeds. That's why we talk about fruits being the best is because most fruits, they come from a, a tree or a bush or a vine or some they sort of plant. They want to eat, and that's why they, they're red. They want, yeah, they want you or to distribute eat. that seed somewhere else so yeah. that they can procreate or leave it in a pile of fucking poop, which is fertilizer for it, to become a new tree. And, you know, we kind of separate ourselves from that because we don't normally do that with the seeds of a plant after we eat it. But the point being is, is that most plants that our ancestors ate, they processed in one way or another, whether they dried it in the sunshine, uh, they fermented it, maybe they broke it into a powder. They knew. They knew that it needed to be processed in a certain way that's so why the body it's could consume it. guided on a nutrition program. It is. Like corn, like the Native Americans, they would grow squash, corn, and beans, like legumes, all in the same field together. The legumes would crawl up the corn stalk um, helping to put a lot of nitrogen and you know potassium and these other nutrients back into the soil. Also, it gave the legume a place to grow and the squashes would grow on the ground, keeping the weeds and shit away. And when they did this, it was optimal farming and it was regenerative 
and they all protected each other and they worked together nutrition wise so that all of those plants would have the same nutrition and they ate the plants together because when yeah. you eat beans and corn and squash together once they've been processed a lot of times they made a meal out of it which which means they they cooked it very hot and then they would smash it, so it into a meal it broke it was like pre-digested and then they would eat it that way but when you do that those enzymes and all the different plants work together so that they can actually be bioavailable to the human body because for millions of years we were scavengers and carnivores and ate very little fruits and vegetables especially because fruits are only in season certain times of year we're fighting with other and animals totally to get to them depending on where like we were located yeah there's a lot that goes into this and that's and that's why it's really important to to get with someone that's a professional like Caitlin, who's a holistic nutritionist that can guide you through all the ins and out here. So you're not like trying you're to get to confused. your goal and still fucking bloated. Yeah. Like and you're, you're listening like, to us talk about all this, like, holy fuck, this is too much. I can't do this on my own. Well, good luck trying to do it on your own, especially starting out. That's why we always say baby steps. But if you want to really dive in and, and go all in right away, you need to get a hold of someone like Caitlin and, you know, really really dive into this head on with someone who can help you if you're local even go to the grocery store with you and help you maybe go to your home help kick out the bullshit out of your cabinets and your refrigerator help you really dissect be there for eating. tech support yeah. like all of it um and i find so many people too when they start on their journey or have been on their journey, they think they're at the point, but they're still really bloated mm -hmm. um, and still have a lot of inflammation because they're not eating the correct healthy foods for their body or not processing them correctly. Um, so that's huge too. Or not having the energy levels they want, but they're eating so healthy. And it's just like, you're just not doing it the right way. And all. there's a lot of dogmas here with health and nutrition too. Like, cause Caitlin and I both even tried like the vegan type thing for oh, a minute. Oh, we did, and okay. that it was really it was really hard on me uh, it was really hard on my body but there's a dogma behind that and a lot of people will eat a certain way for a long time and really damage their body and so that's why the biodiversity of your oh yeah that's so a whole another topic whole don't other. just fucking eat chicken and rice every day yeah mm -hmm. you need the diversity of multiple fruits um because or your body will develop an allergy to these foods yeah. because it's you're consuming too much of the same food like if you eat a 150 fucking avocados a week um, because you're putting avocado in everything. You're doing avocado pudding. You're having avocado on your salad. You're using avocado oil on the cooking it's stuff. It's going to start to hurt you. It's going to start to hurt you and your body's going to develop an allergy to it. Because even fruits, as yeah. good as they are, and as much as a plant wants you to move its seed around, it's too much of it's, it's still, it, yep, it still has some everything toxins. Everything has in it. a toxin of some sort to it. And in an abundance, it's going to yeah. be bad. The only thing you can really get away with eating in abundance of, which is really hard to do because it's there's not anything really in it besides solid bioavailable nutrients, is ruminant red meat. Like, but still, it's important to eat diverse ruminant red meat. It is just because there's different nutrients yes. that are in higher abundance in certain ones, and that's really where organ meats can come into play too because organ meats diverse meat have the highest amount of nutrients and vitamins don't than muscle see, meat yeah don't yeah. just eat chicken and beef and don't or pig get out yeah. there eat other shit yeah like eat other foods our ancestors ate a ton of different foods right yeah. Like yeah, whatever they, they get their hands on <laughs> yeah whatever they could get their hands on to survive then it was always different mm -hmm. um and that's how the body works it wants the diet the diversity yeah. of life Mm -hmm. It wants the abundancy of life. All right, guys. Um, 
I hope we helped. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Trenton and I. Um, we love questions and we love guiding and helping and to be a resource for anyone of the knowledge we've been gifted to know. Um, so yeah, definitely reach out to us if you ever have a question or if you want to know more on any of these topics. We tried to touch base on a lot of basic things. So we could definitely dive deeper. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys for joining us and thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Yep, catch you next time. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder that this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. The first book is written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet. And the second one, Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, is written by my wife, Caitlin, and myself. We are also sponsored by participation, memberships, packages, and the such from Energy Fitness Studio outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are also sponsored by the old road farm which is a local organic grass-fed and finished regenerative farm in washington pennsylvania you can check them out at theoldroadfarm.com